0: Welcome to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a business mindset coach, entrepreneur, and a top competitor in a male-dominated industry. I'm a native Texan, the youngest of all brothers, and a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor recovering perfectionist. I've spent over a decade building my commission-based career, and my life's purpose is helping other women achieve the same multi-six-figure success I achieved before I was 25. I have a passion for helping women with mindset, money, and manifestation skills to help every young woman realize her full potential. If you're looking for vulnerable conversations, professional development, inspiration, or even a kick in the ass to get you motivated, you have come to the right place. Thanks for checking out the Modern Manifestation podcast. Now let's jump right in to today's topic. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Modern Manifestation podcast. I am really pumped about today's episode. We are getting into feng shui, and this is the kind of topic that just really, really gets me jazzed. Fun fact about me, I love decluttering. I love decluttering, organizing, purging, cleaning. I was even that weird kid that would go to friends' houses in order to help them clean their rooms because I loved it so much. I know, it's weird but I can't get enough of it. And I'm sure there's probably some deep-seated connection about like my needing to clean and my dad's hoarding, but we're not going to get there today. (laughs) I just know that cleaning calms me down. It relaxes me when I'm anxious. It just really helps me reset and relax when I'm needing that. In fact, it is probably my biggest telltale sign anytime I'm super anxious, and Evan will always know that something's wrong when I'm just, like, buzzing around the house cleaning baseboards, the chandelier, fan blades, windowsills, like, the weirdest things. When I'm doing that, he's like, hold on, stop, what's going on? So naturally, shows like Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, Hoarders, Home Edit, all of those shows just bring me a ton of joy. And recently my grandfather passed away and I found myself cleaning and watching these shows all over again. And when I was done cleaning, the house felt immediately better. It's almost as if I was like scrubbing away some of the grief or something. And we usually keep our house pretty well organized and clean anyway. So I eventually ran out of things to do and I was looking for ways to help increase the energy flow and just create a more abundant space afterward. And that is when I really started getting into the depths of feng shui and began implementing some of these tips for myself. And I'll be honest, this is a pretty, this is all, all really new to me. I have never really been into feng shui before. I've heard some things here and there, and I've, I've just, you know, added crystals, things like that, thinking like, oh, okay, that sounds fun. That feels good. But this past week, I was a lot more intentional about the process. And I'm still experimenting with a lot of these things too. So I'll probably have to do a follow-up episode at some point where I talk to you guys about some of my experiences and whether or not they worked or whether or not it was just the placebo effect. Well, I guess I have no idea if it's a placebo effect or (laughs) whether or not I noticed any sort of difference because I am interested. Like, I want to know, is this just in my head or is this actually helping me? So at some point, I'll do another episode where I talk about whether or not these things have helped me. And placebo effect or not, if it makes me feel better, then it's going to help me manifest. It's going to help me manifest the things I want. So I'm all for it. I'm all for anything that's going to help my house have a better energy. <laughs> Man, house energy. Whew, if I heard myself 10 years ago, I would have just been rolling my eyes right now. But here we are. I have come to believe that, honestly, there is something about a home's energy. And even when I was a kid, I remember there being people's houses, and I just liked being at some friends' houses more. And I couldn't really tell you what it was. Like, it wasn't like snacks or entertainment or their parents or anything like that. Just some houses felt different. And my friend group, we would just want to be at some people's houses more for no particular reason. And I think that was kind of my younger self picking up on this, but not really knowing what it was. And I even do this as an adult. Like, I walk into people's houses now, and I immediately feel, whether it's happy, sad... Chaotic. You can kind of pick up on this as soon as you walk in somewhere. And this was all before I had any idea about manifestation, too. Like, I had no idea or thoughts on energy or anything like that. I just knew that there were some people's places I liked and some I didn't. And it had nothing to do with decor or cleanliness. It was just, did I like being there? Did it feel inviting? And we could take my mom's house as an example. After my parents' divorce, and then again after my grandpa's funeral, her house felt heavy like you walk through the door and it was oppressive to the point where my older brother he's he's in the military he's very skeptical he's very anti-spirituality not into this kind of stuff at all he was like man i don't know what it is but i just don't like being here it's the same people it's the same stuff like i don't know what it is there's just something feels off here and I'm just biting my tongue off to the side like, I know, weird, right? <laughs> Obviously, I'm really into the energy stuff. So I'm like, you're actually picking up on the energy of this house. But if I can't have that conversation with my brother. So I was just like, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. It does feel a little strange. That's the energy we're talking about with feng shui. So now I'm always very careful about how my house feels. Like, is it inviting, cozy? Does it feel good? Does it have a good presence to it? And I take great care to make sure that a house is clean and organized. I air it out. I keep the windows open. I keep things in the house that I love. I even cleans the <laughs> cleans the house. What am I smeagle? I even cleanse the house spiritually and so much so that I'm so on top of all this that Evan will actually notice when there's a change. like when I was cleaning after my grandpa died, Evan was like, "Can you also do that like purple bowl thing you do with the smoke stick because it just feels really weird in the house like I don't know something something's just weird. And I am totally loving the side of him, by the way, because he's never really cared about the spiritual stuff or gotten into it. And he definitely hasn't engaged with it. So this comment was like way better than flowers for me. I was like, oh, you're picking up on the energy that I'm putting down. So really excited about that little comment he made. So of course I did it. So I love that even my non-spiritual partner is someone that is engaged and can tell when our house feels better and when it doesn't. So naturally, my desire to find ways to increase your overall well-being, my passion for cleaning, my drive to create an abundant lifestyle, all of these things basically led me to today's topic. And after hours of research for my own benefit, I was like, you know, let me go ahead and do an episode on this because I'm inspired. And I feel like a lot of y'all might be able to benefit from some of this info too. Like there's nothing that can go wrong by trying to implement some of these tips. And if it can help you bring abundance, then I want to make sure that you have this info. And here's the beautiful thing. Manifestation never stops. You don't get to put on a timer and say, yo universe, I'll be manifesting from the hours of eight to seven today so if you could just like ignore me the rest of those 12 hours we're good to go like when i'm at home i just want to chill out and watch netflix and like i'm done <laughs> nah it doesn't work that way so your house needs to be some a place that you feel good in that helps you feel relaxed that brings about positive energy because that environment is going to help shape you and help shape your mindset which is going to shape what you're manifesting the environment you live in can either help you thrive or just simply survive And where and how you live can really impact your identity and either make it easier or harder for you to manifest the things that you want. And I'm not talking about whether you live in a mansion or a studio apartment or a dumpster or whatever. And I'm also not talking about the things that you have in your house. I'm just talking about the pride you take in your space and how does it make you feel? And what can you do to make your space make you feel a little bit better, which is going to help you manifest the things you want? And do you make time to intentionally create a space that you're proud of? In whatever way that means to you. And a lot of today's info will also really tie into a previous episode I did about decluttering, and that was episode five. So if you love this topic and you want more, you can also go back and tune into that episode as well. And keep in mind as I jump in that I am just trying to bring you the information that I was researching about, and I found that there are different ideologies even within the world of feng shui. There's like an Eastern and a Western thought process, and I just took whatever felt right. Like, I didn't care which side it came from. Whatever tips resonated the most is what I included. So if the info I spoke to creating abundance that got me excited, I put it in here. And on that same note, there are a lot of rules and guidelines with feng shui that I intentionally omitted because I just didn't agree with them or they just didn't sit right with me. And ultimately, I think that your intention matters more than anything else. So use this information as a foundation and just figure out what feels true to you. What works well for you, what you think might help you create a more high vibe space for your manifestations. Like, that's all this is. Okay, so let's first start off with the most important feng shui tip there is, and then we'll get into the three money centers in your home that will help you attract more wealth and abundance if they are maintained. The most important feng shui tip, if you do nothing else I talk about today, is to declutter. Get rid of the things that do not bring you joy. And yes, this is like straight out of Marie Kondo's rule book here. (laughs) Get rid of things that don't bring you joy, that you do not use, that cause you anxiety, that sit in a pile without a home for too long And you know the homeless items I'm talking about. Like, it's that stack of towels in the laundry room that you don't know what to do with. Or the stack of old magazines that you just tuck under the table because you're not quite sure where to put them. Or that weird drawer that has everything from, like, post-its to batteries to old ketchup packets and chopsticks. Like, get rid of the clutter. I swear, this sort of purging process will just make you feel so, so good. Like, anytime I get through a good purging of a closet or room or a drawer, every time I open it up, I'm just like, ah. It just feels lighter. Purging helps you get rid of that old stagnant energy because clutter drains you of your positive energy and it makes the energy in your home stagnant and stale. And it can also cause negative energy. So this is why decluttering is the most is probably the biggest and the most important aspect to feng shui. Like if the energy can't move, is if it has nowhere to go or if it's constantly generating negative vibes, the other tips I'm going to mention today can't accomplish much they can't do a whole lot if the energy is just always being generated as as negative or it's just stagnant the energy or the chi has to be able to flow for these tips to be effective so declutter 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 and once you do once you do i would go through your whole house and just like figure out what is in this room what is on this bookshelf Or what is on this table that doesn't need to be here or that I don't even like? Like maybe you got something from a friend of yours and you keep it around because you don't want to offend them. Get rid of it. They're probably not going to know. Or if they ask you about it, just say you put it somewhere else. Or if you really think they're going to notice and call you out on it, put it in a drawer somewhere and then just bring it out every time you see them or they come over. (laughs) So declutter, look in the drawers, look in your spaces. Just figure out what is in your space that is not serving you and get rid of it. Do that housewide at first. You know, it's probably going to take several passes. So I'll usually start room by room. And if you have a shit ton of clutter, you might just need to start literally by a piece of furniture. Like what is everything on this furniture piece, this hutch or this bookshelf? Does it all need to be here? Does it all bring me joy? And then move to the next thing. If you don't have a whole lot of clutter, you can do this room-wide or even like sections of the house. So assess what you have and figure out what you need to do to help yourself declutter and purge. So that is the number one rule. So I would say if you have a crap ton of clutter, hit pause on this. Maybe start watching some of Tidying Up or or some of those other shows I was talking about. And then just get inspired to start decluttering the house and then come back to this. Because I think these other areas that we're going to talk about are going to benefit so much more if the rest of your house is able to flow. And if that clutter is not keeping energy from getting stuck. All right. So declutter. I'm going to say it again. Say it a thousand times. Declutter your house. (laughs) And by the way, when I'm talking about clutter, I'm not talking about things that really make you happy. You know, like if you have a mug collection or if you have a book collection, you know, if that brings you joy, keep it around. It's just an accumulation of way too much excess because the excess is required to make you feel better or more worthy or more valuable or to remind you of something that isn't really super positive. So, that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about clutter is like the excess stuff that you're keeping around for some reason to satisfy something within yourself that's, that's a need that's not being met. I'm not telling you that you have to get rid of all your decorations. <laughs> okay, so now that we have that established, you need to declutter, you need to just really purge and get rid of all the things that aren't serving you. Let's get into those three wealth centers of the house, like those areas that are going to help you attract more abundance and wealth into your life the first area to focus on is the kitchen. The kitchen, your table, the countertops, the inside of the fridge, the stove, keep it all clean. Your kitchen holds the hearth of your home, the stove, and the space is strongly linked to your financial wealth and your overall health. I can't tell you how many articles I came across that was like the kitchen is the most important area to keep clean if you're trying to attract more wealth into your life and more money into your life and more luck even into your life. And within the kitchen, the most important part to keep clean is the oven, that thing that you've probably cleaned the inside of like once or maybe never. <laughs> and not just the top of the stove. Like, yes, keep it free of crumbs and th- sauce and things like that, but also the inside of the oven and the warming drawer underneath that you probably use as storage space. (laughs) Or at least I did until I recently found out that it's supposed to be a warming drawer and not for all my cookie sheets, but anyway. And if there's any part of your oven that is broken, fix it. Fix it immediately, whether it's a knob or a weird burner that broke or something like that. In the world of feng shui, a broken oven Or a broken piece on the oven is bad luck. Both on the oven and anything that you use with the oven. So like utensils and pots and pans, etc. Like whatever you, you associate and use with the oven, make sure that it is not broken. Otherwise, they literally believe that you are cooking with bad energy. And that will seep into your finances and your health. So no broken parts on or within the oven. And honestly, there is so much written about the importance of having a really clean and fully functioning stove for financial abundance that I actually stopped writing this episode so that I could go clean my oven. And then I came back to finish this. Like, I'll have to let y'all know how it turns out. If I get all the if I all of a sudden get like a random burst of money, I will mention that in one of these other podcast episodes. And if you really want to leave into this whole oven theory, the experts also say to use all of your burners equally instead of just that favorite burner. Like, mine's the top right burner out there. I love that burner for whatever reason. Like, that's what I'm heating up my water on. Anytime I'm cooking, it is the top right burner. But according to feng shui, you should use your back burners just as often as the front burners to help maintain that healthy balance of energy within your finances. So I, this past week, I have been more intentional about using my back burners. And I will make more of an effort to make sure that they all get equal amounts of love. And, I mean, this whole stove concept, it was, honestly, it was literally everywhere I looked. But one feng shui expert I follow even said she had a client with a broken knob that was experiencing a ton of just really, really bad luck. And it totally flipped around when she replaced the frickin' knob. And I don't want to steal her thunder, so I'll try to find that story and link it for y'all. That way, if you have any interest, you can go and like read all about it. But I mean, she had terrible luck, like floods and health concerns and just money flowing out of her bank account and insurance being like, nope, we're not covering shit. And then it just like all completely 180'd after she replaced that freaking knob. So that sold me. I was like, oh, that is an amazing story. So I'll try to find it and link it so that way you can get a little bit more stove inspiration for yourself. Okay, the second most important area to keep clean and organized is the space where you handle your money. This can be a room, a table, a desk. Hopefully it's somewhere that is established ideally. Like feng shui experts always say don't just pay your bills at the coffee table in front of the TV. Like have a designated area where you go to pay your finances and have it be an intentional area as well. Because this area is where you are not only handling your current investments, but also your past investments. And anytime you're handling your money, you want to make sure that it's in a place that makes you feel good. Because you don't want to ever bring that negative or stagnant energy around your finances. So keep this area clean. Keep it organized. Try not to keep old receipts and bills commingled with your finances as well. So if you have like a checking or savings account statement try not to let your bills or your receipts get anywhere near that because that is like the flow in and the flow out. And from a feng shui perspective, you want to keep those things separate and you don't want your old receipts and your bills to create that energy of drain on your finances. And if you can, the even better option is to actually take those bills and those receipts and just scan them in, somehow digitize them, and keep them in a folder on your computer so that way you could easily access them later. Like you can upload a portion of that to the cloud or something like that, and then that way you always have them for taxes if you need them. But then it also keeps it very separate from the rest of your finances. And if you have to have a paper copy, then try to find a meaningful way to organize all of those bills and receipts in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming and stressful. So like don't shove them all in a box sticking out all over the place or in a huge pile where every time you see it, you're just like, oh God, the weight of all of those past purchases. You want to avoid that feeling. Create a binder. If you have to keep these paper these paper copies, then get a nice looking binder and organize everything and make sure the, the receipts and the bills just aren't sticking out, you know, their corners pe- getting getting pulled out of everywhere, like keep this in a very organized area. And instead of writing like receipts or bills or whatever on the front, maybe you write something like abundances out or past investments, money coming back to me, like whatever, whatever phrase or whatever quote just really makes you feel good and abundant. Put that on the front of it as an, as an identifier, not debt, not money funneling out. (laughs) That's what all of those things feel like. And this will also make sure that your bills and your receipts aren't creating that stagnant energy or becoming clutter. And we already talked about that. So we know that keeping your your financial area free of clutter is going to be great, but that includes those small pieces of paper that you hoard forever. (laughs) So keep this area clean, have something on your desk or on that table or within this space that just makes you feel really good and abundant. It can be a crystal. It can be a figurine. It could be a picture of something. It could be a quote whatever it is, have something within your line of sight that's going to make you feel really good every time you look at it. And make sure it's there every time you're handling your finances. And pro tip, if you keep something purple on your desk, that's also a good color for abundance. So it can be like under the desk or taped to the bottom of your laptop or something. In feng shui, they say you don't even have to see the color as long as it's just around your finances. That can also be super helpful. So that's just a little side pro tip. In the third Most important area to keep clean and organized is the area of wealth according to the Bagua map. And I'm probably butchering that name a little bit, but within Feng Shui, there is this idea that your map or your map, your house is broken up into nine sections. And essentially, you break them up by standing at your front door and looking out to your house. And when you're standing in your front door looking to the back, you start to break up your house based on these nine sections. And if you don't have a perfectly rectangular or a square home, you just kind of lob them off into like more or less equal parts that are associated with this map. And there's a lot of tips and tricks online that help you do this. So I'll go ahead and put the, the picture of the Bagua map in the show notes. That way you can get a quick look at it and, and sort of get the gist of it. But we're not going to jump into the specifics of each area. I mean, there's a ton in that map. There's like an area that represents your health, your wealth, your career, your relationships, travel, all of it. But the most important one that we're going to focus on right now for wealth and finances is the back left corner of your house. Whatever that is, the furthest left corner of your house, that is your wealth center, according to the Bagua map. It can be a dining room, it could be a bathroom even, it could be a kitchen. For me, it's my laundry room, which is not ideal, but (laughs) that's okay. That's where we are. So locate where that area is in your home. And the first thing you're going to do is clean and organize that space. Yes, I'm going to say it a thousand times in this episode. (laughs) So once you've identified it, you've decluttered, here are some additional tips to help you generate abundance using the money area of your home. First thing, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, leave something purple in this area to signify abundance. If it, again, if it doesn't match your decor, it can be the sticker or it could even be, you know, purple Sharpie on the bottom of a shelf or something. Just find a way to put purple somewhere within that space. Feel free to get creative. You can also leave a money bowl in this area. So it's essentially a bowl where you put all kinds of Trinkets that make you feel abundant, as well as coins, really high valued dollar coins. So in America, it could be a Susan B. Anthony or it could be a quarter. Whatever the higher amount of a coin is, try to put that in your money bowl and anything else that makes you really happy. The third tip is to place a plant in this area. Placing plants in general, honestly, it said put them anywhere in your house and it's great, but specifically in your money area, it will help signify prosperity and luck for you. And if you're like me and this is a room that doesn't get a whole lot of use other than like once a week or something like that, try to find a way to help the energy get flowing. So find ways to activate activate this room if you can and make it more usable. This is going to help get that energy flowing, prevent stagnant energy, and also just increase that abundance. For me, since it's my laundry room, I'm just really going to lean into the plant thing and I'm going to use it as my area where I'll also propagate my plants and things like that. So that is me just trying to figure out a more clever way to to make sure my laundry room is used for not just laundry, but that I'm actively in there, moving the energy around and and utilizing the space. So that way I am helping to generate more positive energy. And last thing I'll say about this, if that room for you is a bathroom, This was another tip that came up a lot in my research, and that was keep the lid of your toilet closed, especially if this is the money center. And honestly, anywhere in your house, it said keep the lid of the toilet closed because toilets are known in the feng shui world to drain positive energy. So if your back left room is that bathroom, and that's also your wealth center, be especially careful to leave the toilet lid down to prevent a literal flushing of your money energy. (laughs) And if you have a partner that you live with who's terrible at doing this, they also said you could put a piece of amethyst above the toilet. So like not on the toilet, but like a shelf above the toilet will also help prevent that energy drain. So if you're really into this topic and you're just like, you'll do whatever you can to help increase that abundant energy, that was one that was reiterated several, several times. So whether that's in your money center or not, Not a bad idea to go ahead and just close the lid of the toilet. It's super easy to do. Or if you have a partner that's going to be really dragging their feet on that, have that piece of amethyst above the toilet on a shelf. So now you know the best ways to introduce abundant energy into your home. This was a quick little high-level dive into feng shui. Again, biggest thing declutter the space and then keep your money centers clean that's your kitchen where you handle your finances and then also where your wealth center is on that Bagua map i hope this gets you started in the right direction if you love this topic and you want more episodes specifically about feng shui or about energy within a home let me know and i'll work to include more types of these episodes in the future Have a fantastic rest of your week, and I will catch y'all next Monday. Until then, go out there and manifest some miracles. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes. As always, we would love it if you would share this episode with friends and family who could use the inspiration. As a new podcast show, we would really appreciate your honest feedback so I know what you like and what you could use more of. As a thank you for leaving us a rating, we will send you our seven weekly tips to create space for abundance. Make sure you screenshot your review and email it to us at hello at themodernmanifestation.com so we can send them straight to your inbox. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Modern Manifestation, or you can head to our website at themodernmanifestation.com. Thanks again for joining me and I will catch y'all in the next episode.